Welcome to CryptoCast by Gunnar Cook, the leading industry podcast that brings together expert guests to discuss hot topics and useful advice for blockchain and crypto asset businesses. I am James Burney, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Lydia Smith, who is a sculptor from Web2, now leveraging Web3 to use them in tandem with an upcoming exhibition entitled Soft Spaces in New Bond Street on the 7th to 12th of March, which will be in collaboration with painter E.B. May Jacobs, combining traditional techniques with, traditional, with technological methods to combine the Web2 and Web3 spaces. Hi, Lydia. It's great to have you on. Hi, James. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So it's just sort of because it's just interesting to to see how it's about being going from Web two to kind of Web three. Can you give us sort of a bit of background as to how you've been using Web three in relation to your art? Of course. Um. So I'm a just tra- traditional sculptor. Um. I've worked in the film industry. I've done snow sculpting. All these different things. So it's all very um, two uh three D in the physical world. And I was playing around with a sensor, and I scanned one of my sculptures, and it didn't pick up the object accurately at all and morphed and distorted it into a completely new object. And I thought this was a failure to begin with. And then I realized this was technology's interpretation of my artwork. And that's when I started learning about blockchain and NFTs. So instead of this digital representation being a part of my process, it then became a piece of artwork in its own right. That's very interesting. And more broadly, I think we've seen a bit more in terms of Web3 impacting physical world artists. Can you give us sort of a bit of background as, as to the sorts of things you're seeing in the space? How is Web3 impacting physical world artists generally? Um, I think there, there's there's such um, or almost a miscommunication or such a lack of knowledge about it coming from a traditional um, Web2 artist background. Um, For example, I've talked to many of my artist friends who are painters and asked them what their opinions are. And one said, oh, that awful ape drawing, like, what is that all about? And I was like, no, 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 it's so much more than that. It's the technology behind um, all of the, the surface details that we see in the space that can actually really support and help artists. And that's the reason why we've incorporated it into our exhibition soft spaces is me and Evie have been able to collaborate to create a co-authored NFT sculpture which I've curated using my special technique and then wrapped one of Evie's physical world paintings around the digital sculpture to create a brand new piece of artwork Um, and then that's that's how it's so easy for artists from different genres to collaborate. So I just think there needs to be a little bit more education um, in traditional spaces to see how artists can leverage it for their benefit. It seems to talk about leveraging things for their benefit. I mean, I think one of the areas where people have been talking about cigars royalties, and of course they're an important income stream for artists. Have, have you kind of given a bit of background as to how Web3 could be leveraged potentially in order to help artists with royalties? A hundred percent. It is so, so vitally important because um, as an artist's career progresses there and they get more successful, their work becomes 
more in demand and more desirable and older pieces that they've made that are in collectors homes or in institutions or galleries or whoever owns that piece of artwork from when they were in their 20s versus when they're in their 60s that increases in value if that physical or digital piece of artwork is attached to a contract a smart contract which allows the artist to get 10 percent of the resale royalties that means that the artist is like has more security for their entire career knowing that the work that the work that they made um, at the beginning of the career where they're less well known and selling for um, less money will eventually grow in value based on their success and then they will be able to benefit again off that sculpture that they sold when they were in their early 20s that they sold for 500 pounds and now it's worth 25,000 pounds they'll be able to get 10% of that so it's a model based on transparency and fairness and I believe if you believe in the artists and you're buying their work you shouldn't have any problem if you then come to resell the work for a profit to give the artist 10% of that profit. And just a sort of slightly different point because it's, it's interesting because I think um, you know when you think about your stereotypical buyer of certain sorts of art immediately certain sorts of people flash to mind are you finding with this kind of new way of doing art you're getting different sorts of people interested in your art product or is it actually more about having a deep relationship with the existing source of client base you already target i think it's a mixture of both some people will be put off by the idea of it coming with an nft because they don't quite understand the uh, support that the NFT can give for the artist and for the owner. If you have digital ownership and it's logged on the blockchain um, as owning that artwork, everyone can see that if, if you choose them to, it can be private as well. And it just creates an extra level of security. Whereas previously and at the moment, when you buy a sculpture off me, you'll get a certificate of authenticity, which is a piece of paper or a PDF document which has all the quality information that you need on it to say that you are the rightful owner of this piece of work. If that goes missing, um, it's not logged anywhere on the internet. It's a piece of paper and a PDF. Somebody could um, copy it, um, create a fraudulent certificate of authenticity, but with blockchain technology, you cannot copy that certificate of authenticity. So when you buy a sculpture off me, you will get the NFT that comes along with it. And at the moment, because it's a new process, the way that I'm dealing with my clients is they have the option to buy it through the blockchain initially, um, and then the physical gets sent to them, or they can um, pay in stereotypical currency that they're comfortable with. And then I send them the NFT free of, like free of charge and included. Um, however, that's the bonus that you get as the first client to buy the artwork. From then on, the sculpture has to be sold through the blockchain um, so that I benefit from the 10% royalties. That, that all sounds very exciting. It seems, you know, it's good to see why artists might be interested in, in leveraging this technology in that way. Just sort of lastly, can you give us sort of an idea of what sort of difficulties artists are having when they're looking to leverage Web3 and, and you know, 
what sort of problems do they face when they're trying to use it? I would definitely say the biggest barrier at the moment is the jargon, because we all know that human beings are creatures of habit. So as soon as we get introduced to a new language, we kind of get our defense systems up and we're not sure how we feel about it. So I think it's about breaking down, like minting means uploading and um, a crypto wallet is kind of the same as having like a Monzo account. If we can attach all the linguistics to things that we already know and experience in our everyday lives, these things become a little bit less um, daunting. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think it's also the press. It's got a lot of bad press and um, because it is still a relatively new space, even though there are so many experts now in the space that people argue that we're not at the beginning anymore, we're fully submerged. But to to the Web2 folks out there, um, I think it's just about asking questions, seeing how it could help um, and protect you as an artist, especially. Um, whatever, I think there's a way for any business to get involved to make it more efficient. Um, and help but i would definitely say it is the, ling the linguistics around everything and um just learning a new language thank you it's been really interesting i'm afraid that's all we've got time for today if anyone listening would like to reach out to lydia her email is lydia l y d i a dot smith sculpture at gmail.com thank you coming on Olivia it's been, uh, it's been fantastic thank you so much and um, if people want to see visuals of my work you can find me on Instagram at Lydia Smith artist all one word and yeah it'd be great to hear from you um, and thanks so much for having me on James it's been great to talk to you thank you for listening to CryptoCast by Gunner Cook Gunner Cook is a market leading law firm advising on blockchain web3 crypto assets and DeFi. Our members have been heavily involved in helping to shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets. Our team works across multiple jurisdictions, including Germany and the US. We are the only UK law firm to officially accept payments in crypto. Our client base is more than 150. Before we go, if you enjoyed the episode, Please leave a review on your podcast service and make sure you're following Gunner Cook on social media and sign up to our Kids Cost mailing list on the Gunner Cook website. Thank you for listening.